0: We're going to swing it uh, now to Myson. Stay on that momentum. Myson, it's all yours, brother. For sure, man. It's always a tough one behind Phil and Corey. I said at the conference, saying it now, too. Um, so, Corey, I appreciate that, man. I got those books, audio books I'm going to be listening to on my drives to the gym. Uh, I'm going to shift it from the player development portion on the court portion and off the court, too, with leadership and talk more stats, numbers, business, Uh, If you guys play college basketball or or, or pro basketball, high school basketball, go ahead and drop a a B in the chat for me if you guys can. I'm curious to know who who can empathize with this next point. It's it's something that I remember very clearly. And when I played, our coach always had these, these stats, these metrics. And these metrics, if we met them, if we actually performed, and won the battle of the boards, kept turnovers below 12. We had a two or three to one assisted turnover ratio. Our chances of winning dramatically increased. And I remember that, and I wish I would have understood that more. And I wish I would have watched my stats more, not from an egoic perspective of I need to eat, but from uh, this is helping my team get to those ideal metrics that we can have a chance to win, a better chance to win. So when I when I say that I'm coming from that perspective as a player, but also as a, a businessman, as a coach as well, and I want to share with you guys a few metrics that I think are are very important. They're definitely not all the metrics that we need to be talking about, but they are important ones. And the first one is is an active client list, active client list, and this is something that I know Ryan's going to touch on. This is hard to know if you don't have anything recurring, if you don't have people who are paying you on a monthly basis. If you are paying through Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, PayPal. Uh, You can still calculate or see how many people you have on your roster and your client list. But I'm I'm more so talking about people who are actively paying you on a monthly on a monthly basis. So the first metric I would say, and I'm only going to talk about two. The first one is an active client list. So you can see exactly what number you're at and where you want to be. And the second one is operating capacity. So the first one, I think, is self-explanatory, seeing what the active client list is. And if you can gather as much data there within that, that would be helpful. Something that's been helpful as of late has been a uh, detailed approach towards seeing what school district these, these athletes are from, what grades they're in, and as much detail as possible towards cancellations. This is as much as you can get data wise. And the information about where, what school district, or what school they actually go to specifically to know hey i need to spend more time going back to what phil said i need to spend more time in this area i need more real estate in this county in this city in this portion because i've been this school is showing me a lot of love maybe i want to go and advertise in this school because my active client list says this is where most of my trainees are coming from and that that data is very very important and i want to share something with you guys let me know if my screen does not share and hopefully this uh can you guys see my screen? Can you guys see the uh, yeah. sensitivity table? you good. Cool. Appreciate it. So I wanna to try to break this down really quickly and have some time for some, uh, some questions potentially. So what you're looking at is a sensitivity table. It's a template and you guys can email me if you want to get this uh, or I can just put a link in the chat kind of like uh, what Corey did. So let's let's picture this. This number right here is what we charge on a monthly basis. All right. This number is you see how many trainees you may have. And this is based off of someone I talked to and, and thought I need to send this out to them so they can have it for their use. Two things, two costs of services here. Yeah, you, know, you got basketballs, you've got a lot of things that go into getting to the gym, your, your, your gas price and all those things. But I, I'm just thinking about when you're in a gym. The two things that go into the cost of that service you're providing the main things your time, what you're having to pay yourself, and the gym rental, the real estate itself. If you are renting court space or if you're renting the the time on an hourly basis, it's still the same. Get the rental, you got your salary. So I put these two numbers here on for a monthly basis. Okay. And some of you guys are like, I wish my rent cost that much, or man, that's a lot of money. No matter what, what side you're on, the principle is still the same. So I've got these two numbers here and I've got the number of trainees that we may have in our active client list. Here's what these numbers mean. So $120 per month is what I'm charging the the trainees, all right? Or what you may be charging the trainees. We can adjust this number and you'll see the numbers will update as well let's say we have 12 trainees that we're charging $120 per month in our group training sessions. Yep. You got skills clinic. Yep. You got private training sessions. You got other things as well, but we're talking about this core and this particular service. If I go down and match these two for 12 trainees here, I see, man, I'm losing two grand, 2.5 grand every single month. Even if I go to 25 trainees and I'm charging $120, I'm losing $1,000 per month. So seeing this is helpful. And this is kind of the in-between of the operating capacity and the active client list. Um, and again, I'll I'll open the floor. I'll leave a few minutes to ask some questions. So something has to give here, right? I got to lower the salary. I got to find a way to lower the, the gym rental. I've got to increase my prices, which may be the first thing that we can do incrementally because we're in a time where prices are increasing all over the board, right? So if you guys see, even if I play around with the pricing and I increase to 150, I'm still not to the point where I'm breaking even on the service. I think this is something that we don't look at. I'm not saying we need to look at this every single day, but it is good to have an idea towards what my, what my attendance needs to be, how large of my groups need to be. Do I need to have another trainer? It lends a lot of different questions that you can ask after you look at this this data and turn that data into information and that information into a story that will help you manage your your business by the numbers that you're seeing so this is the little transition point from the active client list we need to know how many clients we have on a monthly basis and it we also be good to know what is our, our our margin our gross margin right here before we get into some of the other detailed Costs that maybe a QuickBooks or a FreshBooks or any kind of accounting software can show you. Uh, And then, what I think is probably the most important piece after you get the active client list is our operating capacity. So, I was talking to a trainer last week who is working full time and they are wanting to just start on Saturdays. And And in their Saturday sessions, they only can have, or they only want to have, four kids per session, four trainees per session. They want to make it a really focused, specific detail and give them as much uh, attention as possible. So that's cool. If we only have four and we're training for four hours, we got an elementary, a middle school girls, middle school boys, and a high school group, and we're making a high school co-ed. If we're doing that setup, then our operating capacity, the total number of people that we can potentially have right now is 16. So hopefully that makes sense for everybody right here. Uh, Jerome, take care, man. See, you has to go. Uh, so I want you guys to to keep that in mind. 16 is the total number that I can have right here. Now, when I when I go over to the side, I can calculate this. You guys will see the same numbers here. This is 16, but I realize I only have 10 clients. So my operating capacity, the math is already done for you, is 62% out of 100%. I'm at 62% operating capacity, which to me is Ah, that's the that's F in, in grade school, at least when I was coming up, right? So let's say we have 12 kids here in our active training list. Now we're at 75%. So what happens is if we start adding more classes and we start saying, hey, I can open up more spots. I don't have enough room. They don't have availability for from 5 until 7. There's a, a, a rec league or a church league or a team who's running this time. But I do have 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. for this Okay, cool. Now I have 20 spots that I have potentially, and I only have 12 clients. I'm back down to 60%. So I think you guys understand that. uh, And I want to move on. But two things that I think are worthwhile for us to calculate how many clients we have on an active training session on an actively monthly basis, and also what that gross margin will be after the rent and our salaries are taken out. And last but not least, what is our operating capacity? Are we 50%, 60%? Are we at 100%? And we need to up increase our prices because we need to make sure we have more room. Those things come after we get these numbers. Uh, I've got the sheet here. I will just copy this and send it to you guys. Um, I wanted to leave the last 10 minutes, Phil, eight minutes. Yep, we will leave the last eight minutes to see if I can answer any questions they can be about something Corey said, Phil said, those guys can come back and answer the questions. It can be about the uh, specific numbers that we talked about or any other financial metrics that you guys would like to know about in your basketball training business. But I'll be honest, this has been a game changer for us specifically. And it's a game changer for any other business owner that you would talk to who manages by the numbers. So uh, opening the floor for you guys. First off, I'm getting you kicked off my son right here. Okay. Uh, maybe one let's just do one cool the number one issue that's holding back uh, let's say a try uh, a trainer in their community if they could remove it they could delegate it they could do one task that you've seen from everyone you worked with what is that one task if they could remove delegate go from there uh miha with gannon had this long conversation with me years ago and so to seed. So I'm trying to see if you can sow a seed right now to say, get rid of this or delegate this right now. I would say the number one thing that comes to mind is remove the friction between you and somebody who's potentially new to your business. So it, I, I talked about it before. It's too easy. It's too hard sometimes for us to get back to someone in a reasonable time whether it's because we have too many platforms we're responding on, whether it's because we are having to manage our own calendar and we don't know when we can get that person in. But in a service-based business, the speed is everything, right? Especially when you're in a, a competitive landscape, you want to get that person in as soon as possible, respond in as soon as possible because that speed is a competitive advantage. So I would say if you could have someone or something respond to potential prospects with a process, that would be the number one thing that I would either delegate, barter with the parent, hire somebody out, get a software, do something to where you're removing yourself as the bottleneck to the friction. I'm not saying give a free session away. I'm not saying don't qualify somebody, but I am saying make that process smooth so that you can literally do the thing that's going to help you grow, which is get more people in the door who have not seen you before whether they're referrals or they're just cold people that you've never met before that literally is it for me just to recap we had stats in college right everybody wants to look at their stats after the games whether it's the good ego or it's the ego for seeing how you can help your team win Uh, in college we had metrics we talked about what our percentages were what our free throw percentages were what our rebound plus or minus on the rebounds were uh, turnover, assisted turnover ratio. That stuff was always important. It is important. You can talk to Corey. I'm sure they manage those numbers very well. So why wouldn't we do the same thing in our basketball training business? And the two metrics I want to give you guys first to start looking at would be quantifying how many active trainees you have on a monthly basis. Secondly, what's your operating capacity? If you have space for 20 people, but you only have five right there, why are you only operating at 25%? You need to minimize your rental hours right now so you can save money there or you need to get out there and prospect a lot more to make sure you fill those spots that you have available so uh, that's my spiel and if you guys don't have any other questions i'm out man i'm going to show or transition this to ryan <laughs>